Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Marshall with another tale of the macabre. The word has chilling connotations, but that's our stock in trade. Ours is a shadowy, uncharted world of spirits, dreams, and psychic experiences. However forbidding this particular story may strike you, it is based on fact. The phenomenon about to be unfolded occurred in a city in the Midwest. Captain Burgess, chief of detectives, has a puzzled expression on his face. The uh, murdered woman didn't mention his name or describe him, Mrs. Hoy? No, Captain. I, I remember nothing. My husband should not have mentioned it. Y- you will think us foolish. Dr. Hoy? The Chinese are psychic, Captain. What I told you is true. I listened as Charlene Ali spoke through the lips of my sleeping wife, Chang Ching. Charlene will lead us to her murderer. Our mystery story, The Voice from the Grave, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Roy Windsor and stars Earl Hammond. I'll be back shortly with Act One. inferred, the subject of our story is a psychic phenomenon. Although most of us probably admit the possibility of such an experience, I don't suppose that many of us know anyone to whom it has occurred. Medicine accepts the psychic without understanding him thoroughly. One definition is a person, and I quote, apparently sensitive to non-physical forces. Captain Burgess is in his office at police headquarters. And that's the whole story, Ralph? That's it, Captain. We questioned everybody. Cross-examined them over and over until the hospital super, Mr. Gilman, said we were interfering with the staff. And get out, or he'd telephone the commissioner. Ah, give it up, Norm. It's just another unsolved killing. we got more important things to worry about. Charlena Lee was murdered. What's with you and this Charlena Lee? The, uh, the brutality of it, left under a mattress with a knife in her stomach and set on fire, was senseless and vicious. Why are you in this business, Ralph? Hmm? Huh? You're a cop because deep inside your cynical exterior, you want the city to be safe for the decent citizens. Oh, and someone goes crazy, it's our job to arrest him before he does more damage. Now, somebody brutally murdered that Chinese woman, and I intend to get that someone and send him to the chair. We've worked our tails off, Norm. Nothing, as you said. No motive we can find. She, she didn't earn much money as a lab technician. No sex life. And she lived simple. No real friends, except for Mrs. Hoy, the wife of this Dr. Who Noy, a heart specialist. 
This is how he worked with Charlena. They're Chinese, too. They haven't a clue to why Charlena was murdered. But there is a clue someplace. Now, it's just a matter of digging it out. Uh, uh, excuse me, sir. Yeah. Yes, yes, put him on. Yes, this is Captain Burgess. My, my father. Well, is he alive? Yes. Yes, I, I'll I'll leave now. Thank you, Doctor Hoy. An accident? No, 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 no. A heart attack. Uh, my dad. Uh, that was Doctor Hoy. He he was very reassuring. Oh, I'm sorry, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll uh, be at Oakdale General. Captain Burgess, please sit down. Oh, yes. Uh, thank you, Doctor. Uh, thank you for telephoning me personally. You are welcome. You have. Seen your father? Yes, yes. He even winked at me from under the oxygen tent. Uh, uh, how is he really, Dr. Hoy? Well, it's too early to tell. He appears to be strong. I have every hope he will recover. It is a matter of rest. Your mother has requested special nurses for the next few days. Oh, yes, 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 of course. Uh, please uh, do everything you can for him. Uh, how long will he be hospitalized, Doctor? Or three, perhaps only two weeks. Then he must rest at home. Oh, well, I'll I'll drop in to see him once a day. That will be a tonic for him. Yes. Uh, doctor, while I'm here, I uh, want to apologize for the investigation which has, well, disrupted the hospital staff. The uh, superintendent... Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Dr. Gilman's been very upset. The police have persistently questioned every one of us. Technicians, nurses, my wife, me, the interns, everyone. It has been distracting. Well, so is murder. Yes. Poor Charlene Lee. Uh, have you made any progress, Captain? Well, we're still searching for a clue. And we will find it. And by a clue, you mean a fingerprint or an alibi that can be broken? Or someone who can place a murderer close to his victim? Uh, no, no, no. Those are, uh, those are routine. In the case of Charlena Lee, none of them apply. There were no fingerprints. Uh, the alibi seemed to be legitimate. And no one saw anybody near the victim's residence. It's, it's close by, as you know. So you conclude that one of Miss Lee's co-workers committed the murder? Oh, no, no, no. It's not a conclusion, but a working basis in the investigation. Now, what stumps us is the motive. Unless it was a senseless murder by someone deranged, there was a motive, and we have to find it. You still have no idea what it might be? No. Uh, you've thought about the murder, of course, Dr. Hoy. What is your opinion? I hesitate to offer it. Our conversation is confidential, Doctor. Oh, I realize that. I have hesitated to come forth because I don't want what I would say to prejudice you against someone who might be innocent. You do have a suspect? No. Hmm. But I do have some information for you. Well, why have you withheld it until now? Because... We do not want to appear foolish. We? Uh, my wife, Chan Ching, and I. What I am about to tell you is true. 
The Chinese are a psychic people, Captain. Ah, yes, so I believe. Americans are inclined to doubt it. Still, it is true. The murdered woman, Charlene Ali, has spoken through the lips of my wife when she was sound asleep. It, uh, it wasn't Mrs. Hoy talking in her sleep. No, sir. The voice I heard come from my wife, but it was the voice of Miss Lee. Well, that's fantastic. Not fantastic, because it was real. I heard her. Uh, I realize that it is hard to believe. What did you hear, Doctor? I wrote down the essence of it. I have a copy of it in my drawer. Here it is. Read it aloud. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Uh, I, Dr. Toon Hoi, heard the following from the lips of my wife, Chang Ching. Not in her voice, but in the voice of Charlena Lee, who was murdered. The voice said, What are you doing? You're choking me. Please, I can't breathe. My ring, my gold pin, no. Sing gave them. The television said, are you insane? Let me go, let me... And that's it, Dr. Hoy? The words were spoken in horror and anguish. The woman was fighting for her life. That's it's incredible. It was awful. It terrified me. I shook my wife awake. She was annoyed. She did not remember a single word she had spoken in Charlena's voice. You can understand why I have withheld this from you. I am a doctor, a man of science. It is the weirdest thing that I've ever heard. It's not just thought transference. Miss Lee is dead and buried. I have mentioned this now because in the last few days, my wife has received two threatening phone calls. Then someone has seen this piece of paper, Doctor. Who has access to this office? Oh, everyone, Captain. My cardiology team, uh, nurses, maintenance personnel, visitors. I have no idea of who might have opened my desk drawer and seen this transcript. Miss Lee was robbed of a ring and a gold pin, so robbery was the motive. A ring and a gold pin, a television set... That was still in her living room. Hmm? Singh. Who was Singh? Have you any idea? No, sir. Has this been helpful? Well, I, I, I don't know. I appreciate you telling me, Dr. Hoy, but what you said and what I've read just deepens the mystery. Now, we'll, we'll, we'll sort this out, Doctor. What you heard helps in one way. The man who murdered Miss Lee knows that she is spoken through your wife. That's why Mrs. Hoy has been threatened. Now, what if Mrs. Hoy has another uh, psychic experience? Yes, and mentions the murderer's name. I'll assign a bodyguard to your wife. She will find that most disagreeable. She won't even know she's being protected. Well, thank you, Doctor. This has been... Very helpful. I hope so. It's a lead. It's not evidence, but it is a lead. Sure would be crazy to catch a killer with a voice from the grave. You 
believe it, Norm? Oh, I don't disbelieve it. Why would Dr. Hoy make it up, huh? Uh, Mrs. Hoy's got a real imagination. She was this Miss Lee's friend. The, the, the murder weighs on her. She imagined stuff. But she spoke in Miss Lee's voice. Okay, if you say so. Just don't mention it to the DA. <laughs> you get the big oh. Uh, no, no, there is nothing to mention. There is no evidence. It's only a lead. Lead? What lead? Well, we start with the fences in town. Oh, uh, no. By the time we've checked every one of them, I'll be ready for retirement. Anyway, how do we know the ring and the pin were sold? We don't. Maybe the killer kept them. But we we got to start somewhere. And another thing, what happened to Miss Lee's things? Uh, her personal things? There are none. Oh, a, a worn suitcase, dresses, hospital uniforms, a few books. Most of them about stargazing, life after death, that kind of stuff. Where are they? Well, gosh, I don't know. Find out and bring everything to my office. What for? A clue. I want to know about that ring and that pin and a guy named Singh. There's a hundred Singhs in the city. Well, that should keep you busy. <laughs> Give me a description of the ring and the pin. I'll have an exact one for you after I speak with Mrs. Hoy. I'm going up there at six. In the meantime, find Miss Lee's belongings. Go through them. All right, all right. What am I looking for? Well, if you're lucky, reference to this guy, Singh. I thought she didn't have any men friends. That's what I've been told. Do I have to believe it? Captain Burgess and my wife, Chung Ching. Oh, I'm uh, pleased to meet you, Mrs. Hoy. Uh, you interest yourself in Charlene Ali? Uh, yes, yes. And you've been helpful because of what she said through you. It does not amuse you, Captain. Oh, no, no. I take it seriously. It's the only lead we have. I do not recall anything that she said through me. My husband... Ah, I wrote down what she said. After you telephoned, I wrote down again about the jewelry. My wife remembers it. The description is there. Oh, thank you. They were her only treasures. Those two pieces. A sapphire set in a silver band. Ah, on which... Uh, which finger did she wear it, Mrs. Hoy? The fourth finger on the left hand. Uh, and the pin? Gold, in the form of the leaf of a clover. It was delicately made. A lovely pin, very expensive. Yeah. Uh, we understand that she uh, had no men friends. None that we knew of. But who was Singh? The ring on her wedding finger... Singh? Did she ever mention him once? No, not to me. Charlene was secretive. Is it important? Yes. Yes, it could be. If we had his full name. A disappointed lover? It's possible. Or a man she loved. Did he buy the ring and the pin? Hmm? If I had his full name, we could trace him. And then there's the uh, mention of the television set. Now, what could that mean? Charlene had trouble with that set. Someone was always repairing it. Any idea who he was, Mrs. Hoy? It could have been one of several men who worked for the hospital. I will try to find out for you, Captain. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. I think we're getting somewhere. Oh, uh, one other favor, Doctor. Yes. Is it possible that Mrs. Hoy 
might have another psychic experience. I cannot tell. Why do you ask? Because if she does, I want to be notified. I'd like to be here when Charlena again speaks through her. You may shake your head. I did when I first heard the story. When you're asked to believe in a literal voice from the grave, the voice of a corpse that spoke through a sleeping, living person. But however strange it may seem, it happened. That opens up speculation about a number of subjects. Life after death, spirits that may wander the earth, the riddle of the universe. I'll have more when I return shortly with Act Two. exception, the exception being those who believe that everything is finite. We wonder what happens after death occurs. Religion, in its many aspects, holds forth the promise of life after death, presupposing that the soul is immortal. Some believe that a person's soul or spirit wanders the earth until, for some reason, it finds peace. Until then, Can it manifest itself? Can a dead person speak to the living? In Dr. Hoy's office at the hospital. Good morning, Dwight. Morning. Is it okay to work on that, Doctor? Eh? The intercom. What were they told me? Oh, right, yes. The buzzer doesn't work. Huh? Oh, yes, I can fix that. I'll hurry. Well, there's no need to hurry. I'm free until ten. I'll get out of your way. Okay. Okay. Won't take me long. Uh, heard anything about Miss Lee? Well, nothing here, Doctor. Cops have turned everyone inside out. They got any leads? No, but they haven't given up. Have any of the nurses an idea of who might have murdered her? How would I know? Will you date? <laughs> Some of them, Dwight. <laughs> hey, we got other things to talk about. Uh, she's quickly forgotten, except by one or two friends. Yeah, yeah, she was a loner. Did you ever date her? Hmm? No, no. The cops asked me. Uh, guess it hit Mrs. Hoy pretty hard, huh? Right? Hmm? Yes. She still dreams about it. Uh, so I heard. There you go. You're all fixed, Doctor. You heard about my wife's dreams? Good. Try it. Well, put your secretary. Oh, yes, all right. See if she buzzes back. Ah, good. <laughs> Thank you, Dwight. That was quick now. Oh, that's okay. Um, may I request a favor? I'd pay you for it, of course. Sure. Can you repair... Oh, well, of course you can. A television set? One of ours at home. Mm, yeah, I guess so, but... Uh, well, Noto's better than I am. You know, Johnny Noto? Another guy in maintenance. You know him? He's very, very good. Ah, uh, yes. M- maybe I'll speak to him. Well, I can't do the work, but you see, Johnny's the expert. He takes care of all the screens here. I- I'm I'm not bad. I'm just slower. Oh, then why don't you help me out? Well, okay. Some evening. I'm off at five. Fine. I'll let you know when it's convenient. Uh, will that be all right? Sure. Oh, by the way, Dwight... 
Uh, just curiosity. Who told you about the dreams? Your wife? About Charlena? Oh, Johnny. He uh, had it from a floor nurse, and she had it from your secretary. At least, that's what he told me. Why? Well, not important. Just odd. Maybe Mrs. Hoy did talk about her dream. Why not? Cafeteria, maybe. <laughs> All women talk. But Mrs. Hoy doesn't know the details of the dream. Only I do, Dwight. Yeah? Well, then how come I heard it from Johnny? I'll speak to my secretary. Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's where it started. I mean, that's what Johnny said. Did Johnny know that Miss Lee spoke through my wife? Charlene's dead. Are you kidding me, Doc? I'm serious. It worries me. Mrs. Hoy could be in danger. No. Who believes Charlene had talked to Mrs. Hoy? Nobody, I suppose. Well, you let me know about the TV set. Nice to talk to you, Doc. Uh, Miss Michaels, please telephone Captain Burgess in the detective bureau, and then I have a question to ask you. TV sets. You're reaching. Noto was on the night shift. Five until twelve. Taylor was off at five and went home. Can they account for where they were between 5.30 and 7 when the fire was discovered? Uh, sure. Noto punched in at five. Taylor went home. Witnesses? Sure. Security saw Noto at six, repairing a lamp connection in the lobby. Taylor's wife swears he was home by six. Oh, well, I didn't think he was married. Isn't he on the, uh, on the town? Well, it's an arrangement. He's a macho guy. <laughs> well, thinks he is. Where does he live? Foster Avenue, by the lake. Drive to work? No, he takes a bus. Mm-hmm. And Miss Lee? She had a car. She left alone? Was anyone in the car with her? Is there a parking lot at Sunday? Sure. Well, did anyone question him? Uh, I'll find out. Uh, do that. Anything on the fences? No, nothing. Uh, what about Miss Lee's personal effects? Uh, red tape. I'll get them released by tomorrow. Anything else? No, no, not offhand. We need a break, Ralph. Those alibis aren't watertight. Look, why don't we pick up those two guys and go at them? Too soon. Ah, uh, excuse me. Captain Burgess. Dr. Hoy, Captain. I have some information for you. Go ahead. My secretary denies gossiping about Mrs. Hoy's visitation from Charlene Lee. I showed her my uh, handwritten transcript. She had never seen it before. Do you believe her? with all the floor superintendents. One of them admitted that she had heard about my wife's strange experience from an orderly who can't remember who he heard it from. Someone in the cafeteria 
So somebody did open your desk drawer. That is my opinion. I agree. Uh, doctor, will you be at home tonight? Yes. May I pay you a visit? Certainly. I want to talk over some, uh, speculations. That is progress, Captain Burchard. Yes, of a sort. We're no longer groping around. Now we're trying to find flaws and some alibis, and I'm sorry Mrs. Hoy is retired, but uh, it is late. It's my fault. How could she help you, Captain? There are four pieces to the puzzle. The ring, the pin, the TV set, and Sing. I'd hoped that Mrs. Hoy might remember something about Sing. Now, is that a man's name, first, last? Either. Well... You've helped us a great deal already. Let me go. Captain. What are you doing? Keep your hands My wife. Off me. Speaking in her sleep. Let me go. Come, Captain. Another psychic visitation? Uh, but she's in pain. This is her bedroom. I opened the door after she fell asleep. Go away from me. Please. Charlena's voice. Uh, that is the voice of Charlena Lee. Good uh, Lord. Don't joking me. My pin... My gold pin. Let go of me. Give that back. That pin thing. Give it to me. Ring. My ah, engagement ring. Thing. Help me. Tian Ching is killing me. Thing. Yuan. Engagement ring. Good. Don't breathe. Choking. Avenge me. Television. Sit. Give to repair. Avenge me. Chang. We have witnessed her murder. He strangled her. And then he stabbed her. But we still don't know who he was. Chang Ching. Changing. Yes. Wife, Charlena again has spoken through your lips. Who? Captain Burgess? You, I, uh, I mean, Miss Lee mentioned Sing Yuan. Do you know him? I do not understand. She does not remember what her lips told us. But I have a name to work on. Sing Yuan. We'll find him somehow. Uh, may I see you alone, Dr. Hoy? Oh, of course, yes. Good night, my dear. Uh, good night, Mrs. Hoy. Good night. What is it, Captain? When is Dwight Taylor coming to repair your television set? Any evening at my convenience. Don't ask him over until you hear from me. Yes, Captain. Won't you confide in me? With luck, I may have found the sapphire ring and the gold pin. That would be extraordinary. Well, it's a hunch, but it may pay off. A hunch about what? Is Taylor a ladies' man? So I have heard. Well, does he uh, pay for his favors? Ah, I begin to see what you mean. It paid off, Norm. That guy in the hospital parking lot is pretty sure that Miss Lee left the hospital with Taylor the night she was murdered. Good work. 
And, uh... A policewoman posing as a saleswoman for a kid's encyclopedia visited everybody in Miss Lee's immediate neighborhood. She got one housewife talking, one who lives in the same building as Miss Lee, and she remembers smelling smoke and then going to her front window. Well, go on, go on. She saw a man leaving the building carrying a small bag, a, a toolkit probably. It was dark, so she can't be sure of identifying him. But a guy did leave the building shortly after the woman smelled smoke. About what time? Around 6.15. And what time did Taylor get home? His girlfriend's is around 6. Ralph, uh, how do you feel about breaking and entering? Hmm? Not without a search warrant, no. Thank you. I want somebody to go through Taylor's place when no one's there. Now, somebody to comb the place. That jewelry hasn't been turned over to a fence. It could have been given away, Norm. It's more likely that he kept it and gave it to the chick he's living with. Well, she wouldn't take a chance wearing it. Well, that's why it might be tucked away someplace in their rooms. So, assign a man to search the place when no one is there. It's illegal if it ever came out. I'll take full responsibility. Well, I want the neighborhood jewelers covered. Find the jeweler who sold those items. Why are you so hipped on the jewelry? If they're worth a lot of dough, sure. I can understand that, but the chances are slim. Miss Lee was poor, this Sing Yuan, or however you say it. You think he was loaded? You've read the reports from all the investigators. Hmm? Tell me about Dwight Taylor. Well, macho opinion of himself. This common law wife's quite a dish. Still, he moves around with other girls, nurses mostly. Uh, for your information, Sergeant, Taylor gave gifts of jewelry to the young women he went after. Well, yeah, I still don't get it. The facts are right under your nose. Now, where would Taylor get jewelry to dangle in front of a chick he had his eye on, huh? He stole it. He's a jewel thief, and Charlene Lee had a couple of valuable trinkets that he wanted. Yeah, so? So he went home with her to repair a television set. That's how he got in. And then murdered her. Well, how can we prove it? I don't know. But I'm sure gonna try. The solution to any tough problem is patience and thoroughness. Charlena Lee's voice from the grave has supplied several tantalizing clues to her murder. What you must bear in mind is that the story unfolding is based on fact. The police have often turned to psychics for help, and it has paid off. It is possible that Miss Lee's revelations through Mrs. Hoy will corner a killer. I'll be back shortly with our final act. years ago, Daniel Webster argued that every unpunished murder takes away something from the security of every man's life. I think you'll agree that's the truth. It is to a good cop such as Captain Burgess. In his experience, a long one, this is the first time he's been helped by the voice of a dead woman. 
At 8.30 the next morning, Captain Burgess is walking down the corridor of the hospital. Ah, good morning, Dr. Hoy. Ah, you're up early. Uh, Come into my office. I'll call for another cup of coffee. Oh, my secretary seems to be late. Thank you. Um, Please sit down. You have seen your father? Yes, yes, he's doing fine. We had a good talk. His progress is very good, very, very good. Uh, Did Dwight Taylor agree to repair your TV? Whenever I set the day. He's free after five. What have you in mind, Captain? A surprise. If you invite him over at seven, I'll uh, show up a few minutes later. He's your suspect? Yes. Right now, our evidence is circumstantial. I want to panic him into a confession, or at least try to. I appreciate your cooperation. Why have you settled on Taylor? Well, for a number of reasons, none of which I feel free to discuss at this time. So just, please, be patient. You'll hear all about it. Now, I hope to appear at your home shortly after Taylor, but that depends on a step we're taking sometime this morning. It, uh, it has to do with evidence. I hope to have it before noon. Now, uh, if I don't appear, just be casual with him and have, have Mrs. Hoy stay in her bedroom. Well, that sounds ominous. It should. If Taylor's the murderer, and I think he is, remember what he did to Miss Lee. So be careful. Don't make him suspicious. Is it the jewelry? Yes. So he's generous with it. Women find it hard to resist. Ah, he steals it and, and gives it as gifts. Hmm. Stealing is one matter, Captain, but would he murder for a ring and a gold pin? He knew their value. We found the jeweler who sold the sapphire engagement ring and the pin to Sing Yuan. Now, that was a year ago, and their value has increased. When they were bought, the ring cost Sing $2,500, and the pin, which he bought later, cost a 1000 Well, do you have them? No. And if you find them, as you say, the evidence is circumstantial. Well, so is the gossip about Mrs. Hoy's dream. You know, that originated with someone, Doctor. That's true. Not you? Not Mrs. Hoy, not your secretary. Who, then? Someone anxious to know if he was suspected. Someone who walked into your office to, uh, snoop around. Some man from maintenance, Noto or Taylor. And Noto seems to be clean. And there's more. But I'll save it. Expect me after seven, Doctor. I want a promotion, Mao. I'm a genius. Uh, Well, go prove it. How about this? Hey! Who found it? Is that the gold cloverleaf pin, or is it the gold cloverleaf pin? Who broke into Taylor's joint? Sergeant Winkleman. Give him a medal. Well, I won't forget it. Uh, now, come on, tell me about it. Well, he waited until Taylor went to work. Then he rang the bell and was told to come up. He was dressed in work clothes and carried some plumbing tools. What excuse did he give to the woman? He said, the landlord, it's a four-flat building. He asked him to check on a leak coming through the floor of the first floor west. She didn't know what to make of it, and he got in. And Winkleman knows plumbing. He tightened up a few connections, 
and she asked him to change a washer in the bathroom. He agreed. She got friendly, invited him to have a drink. He went along. Where did he find the pin? On her bureau in her bedroom. He went through it to get to the bathroom. He just put it in his pocket and brought it to me. The woman telephoned the police at the 42nd precinct to report the theft. <laughs> How about that? And uh, what about the sapphire ring? He didn't see it. Oh. Now, you got the gold pin. That should do the trick. It directly connects him with the murder, Norm. And you have the other evidence. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, look, I better act on what we've got before Taylor gets wise. Now, I have a date with Dr. Hoy. Taylor will be at Hoy's home to fix a TV. I stroll in, and then the fun will begin. Uh, you better come along to cover me. I won't be armed. I want him alive. Ah, good evening, Dwight. Oh, hey, Doctor. Come in. Thank you. Thank you for stopping by. Under the circumstances... Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what happened. Yes, your wife told me. Oh, uh, she and my wife. Can you imagine opening the door to a stranger? Some guy who says he's a plumber who needed a plumber. Landlord didn't say nothing about no plumber, so this guy wanders in, and, and when he wanders out, all the jewelry's gone. Ah, oh, that's too bad. Yeah, he scooped up everything off the bureau. From the bedroom? Yeah. Hmm. Smart, huh? She had him fix a faucet in the bathroom sink. Now, you, you don't let a stranger into your house, right? It's not smart, no. Well, well she is not smart, uh, that's the set, Dwight. If you're too upset... No, no, no. This will take my mind off it. Are you alone? Yes, I am. Mrs. Hoy went to a movie. Uh, she had any more dreams? It wasn't a dream, Dwight. She talked out loud. Oh? Yeah, I had a cousin who did that when he was a kid. Walked in his sleep, too. Pretty scary. Miss Lee's voice came from my wife... When she was asleep, Miss Lee described how she was murdered. Oh, yeah? Well, who done her in? She didn't say. Oh. Well, I'd better get to work. Ah, uh, excuse me. Ah, uh, good evening, Mr. Burgess. Come in. Oh, thank you. See, you're busy. Perhaps I should uh, come back. No, no, no. It's uh, only Mr. Taylor. He's on the hospital staff. He was very kindly agreed to check out the television set. Now, uh, we can go to another room. Oh, uh, did you say that uh, this is Mr. Taylor? Uh, why, yes. Hey, who are you? Uh, Burgess. I'm in the insurance business. Uh, were you the man who was robbed this afternoon? Well, how would you know that? I heard it on the radio. Uh, there was a description of what was stolen. Among the pieces was a uh, gold cloverleaf pin. Where'd you get that information? I suppose from Mrs. Taylor. There ain't no Miss Taylor. Hmm. You heard all this on the radio? That's right. And the woman who was robbed said that the gold pin belonged to uh, Miss uh, Charlena Lee. Hey, what are you trying to pull? Who are you? Is this the gold pin, Mr. Taylor? Give me that. Not so fast, Taylor. I'll kill you. I don't think so. You murdered Charlene Lee. Prove it. Explain how you got the pin. She gave it to me. You're a liar, Taylor. 
The parking attendant saw you leave with Miss Lee. And after you murdered her and set fire to the mattress, the next-door neighbor saw you leave the building at 6 o'clock. You picked up a newspaper shortly after that. You told the police that you arrived home at 5.30. Now, can you explain all of that? Get out of my way! You can't prove a damn thing! Captain! Let him go. Sergeant Lucas will take care of him. Taylor's our killer, Doctor. The defense attorney makes you look silly, Norm. He keeps hammering away at that voice from the grave. I hope this case isn't laughed out of court. It won't be. Charlene Lee was murdered. Now, the evidence against Taylor is circumstantial, but it's strong. Maybe if Mrs. Hoy got on the stand and told... No. I understand the DA's problem. He's got to stick to facts, and we have quite a few. He's afraid to introduce the testimony uh, about the voice from the grave, and I, I don't blame him. You didn't believe it either, Ralph. Well, I do now. You heard it yourself. <laughs> oh, I sure did. A telephone to see if the jury's gone out, Norm, will you? No. No, no, no. That's self-torture. Now, you go home and get a good sleep. Huh? <clears throat> How about you? I have a visit to pay. The Hoys? Yeah. Just imagine how they feel. If they're victimized by ridicule, I will speak out. It is considerate of you to stop in, Captain Burgess. We have followed the trial in the newspapers. You have not appeared. Oh, you do understand why. Yes. Charlena Lee's voice gives you clues that lead to Taylor's arrest, but you cannot introduce her testimony as evidence. It would be laughed at. I want you to know something, Doctor. And you too, Mrs. Hoy. Yes? The defense has made the three of us look ridiculous to the public. Now, if there are any repercussions from it, if your positions are threatened in any way, I will testify to the truth about Miss Lee. Thank you, Captain. I thank you, too. I heard Miss Lee's voice. At least, it was not Mrs. Hoy's normal voice. I will swear to what I heard. Now, the point is this. Without that information, however slim that Miss Lee supplied, I never would have zeroed in on Taylor. Ah, uh, excuse me. Yes? This is Dr. Hoy. Hi, Doc. Um, tell my boss... Oh, yeah, this is Sergeant Lucas. Tell the captain that the jury reached a verdict. Taylor got ten years. Oh, I, I am so glad. Thank you, Sergeant. Good news. Dwight Taylor was found guilty and sentenced to ten years in prison. <sighs> he should have been sentenced to life. Was it not possible that he might have been acquitted? Uh, yes, I I suppose so. Then let us be grateful that he was not. We have been vindicated. Those who have laughed at us have been put down. Charlene Lee has been avenged. We thank you, Captain. The moral of this grim story is the importance of keeping an open mind. 
even when the subject seems as fanciful as psychic retrogression. A voice from the grave? Nonsense. But a murderer got ten years because of it. Life imprisonment was deserved, but some criminals do get away with murder. I will return shortly. a murderer was tracked down because a dead woman spoke through the lips of a sleeping friend. I know it's hard to believe. I myself find it hard to believe. But Dwight Taylor was caught and sent to prison because a captain of detectives had an open mind. Our cast included Earl Hammond, Court Benson, and Carol Tytell. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. in no uncertain terms that if we didn't get rid of him, they would. Fine. Let them. No, let me finish. They would do it in a way that we wouldn't like. I find it difficult to believe that I'm actually plotting to kill my husband. Don't do that. Just stick to the facts. Wait. He said we were going on vacation next week, which means that silly, boring cabin up in the mountains. Hey, that is just great. That's a marvelous place for an accident. You know that? Hey, he is going to fall off Cherokee Cliff, 3,000 feet straight down to the solid rocks below. Well, how can we get him to do that? Well, I can get a pretty good powder, you know, that you slip into his coffee. It'll knock him out completely. And then it's just a question of carrying him to the edge. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre on 